1: Hey, guys, welcome back to another episode of Study Break. My name is Melody, and today I have a very special guest with me. His name is Michael Keane.
0: Melody, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, We're pretty far away. I mean, you're over in America. I'm here in Ireland.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is a super exciting collaboration. Like, I'm just so excited and honestly kind of nervous to have you on as a guest. Oh, Um... don't be
0: nervous. You'll (laughs) make me nervous then.
1: No, no, no. Okay, okay. (laughs) I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. Everything's yeah, good. You're fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um Michael here is a teen director, writer, producer, and actor from Cove, yes. Ireland. And um, I first saw him on TikTok when he introduced his original short film called COVID Era, right? Is that how you pronounce yeah, it? Yeah, you pronounced
0: it dead right, yes.
1: Yes, <laughs> I did my research. I was like, I'm gonna Ooh, nail yeah. this. <laughs> 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 um, but that film blew up on TikTok, and it has over 40,000 views on YouTube as well. Yeah, oh my god. And so it's, it's honestly such a great film, a short film too. And I watched it, I was so touched by it, and it was so relatable. Um, but we're going to discuss more about that film, as well as some of your other projects and just your own experience in the film industry.
0: Yeah, thank you so much, honestly. Um, so would you believe it's been a whole year since I shot COVID Era? Uh, one year, because it was uh, late April of 2020 mm-hmm. when I, I went out and shot it. And I released it within a few weeks. I think I released it in like mid-May and it instantly blew up um, in Ireland. So, you know, I, I loads of people were watching it and people were very opinionated on the topic. Because it is a sensitive topic.
1: Oh, and really? people,
0: Yeah. So, you know, some people are getting a bit offended too, you know, saying, oh, this teenager, he's lost nothing. Uh, he's coming here, you know, being dramatic. But look, I, I had to look past that. And it's just a movie at the end of the day. So uh, I started entering it into film festivals, um, both Irish and international. And that's when Amazon started to pick, a, pick up on it. And I don't know how, but it ended up on their platform, so I must've done something right.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, that was like, okay, honestly, from an outsider perspective, especially from like an American perspective, which is like quite liberal, I guess. um, But it was was like a really perfectly summed up teen experience, um, especially in the pandemic.
0: Yeah, it was all to do with how I was feeling back then in the first lockdown. Like we're still in lockdown right now here in Ireland. I think we have the most stringent and strictest lockdown in the whole of Europe, uh, which is not good because we are a small island and they weren't able to contain the virus properly. So we're still in lockdown. We still don't have hairdressers. So that's why I'm rocking this haircut. It looks <laughs> great. You
1: look great. Yeah. <laughs> no, no.
0: <laughs> but um, yeah, what I mean is that it's a very close community and I don't know, I just feel like people get very opinionated on this, these kind of topics. So yeah, it was tough for me because I got a lot of comments, negative comments, um, you know, people giving out, moaning about it. But yeah, I had to look past it.
1: Before we talk about that, I'm just going to give a quick synopsis of your film for those who don't know what it is. So your synopsis states that it's Um, Your film is about a young Irish person who contracted the COVID-19 coronavirus, taking a train ride while telling his story of how his life mentally and physically unraveled. Yes. Yes. So with that, um, while watching your film, obviously amazing um, cinematic shots, the narration with the news reporter. Oh my gosh. like. And and would you believe
0: the news reporter actually she watched the movie and then she did a piece on the real news about the film. Oh my god! It was actually her, yeah, and it was just by coincidence, yeah. (gasps)
1: Whoa, what? That's. I was afraid that she would
0: be angry that I used her voice, but she was like the total opposite. She was so (laughs) happy, you know. Yeah. Need a movie.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so cute. That's so cute. Um. Yeah, I mean that whole narration part. It was like, so. So real, um, and of yeah. course, your own narration, right all of it was just really touching and really emotional for me.
0: Thank you, yeah, I, and I think a lot of teenagers can resonate with how I was feeling back then, and it's kind of still how I'm feeling today, but uh, it is mainly like based towards uh, like a younger audience, teenagers, about how they were feeling during lockdown and you know I, I know people who had COVID as well, and they felt lost and they felt that their whole life was taken away from them because, you know, we couldn't go to school to see our friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it was such a hard time for everyone, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. And so was this narration or film based on your own personal experience?
0: It it is a bit of a mix. It's a bit of a mix between my own personal thoughts on the whole situation. But there's a bit of fiction in there, too. I never contracted COVID-19. However, I do know people who did, and I put together a character, like I gathered stories from them, and I was able to build a character within that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so going back to what you said about the feedback that you received, it's honestly yeah. really interesting to hear how Irish adults are responding to it. Because in America, before, um, obviously, teens did get some backlash when we were speaking out yes. about how we were feeling. <laughs> um and then like adults were kind of like, uh, well, you guys are just teens. You don't know what you're talking about. But eventually, as the pandemic carried over for a longer period of time, they're like, oh, yeah, like I would never be able to sit in eight hours of online school. And like they yeah, started. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I know in the beginning of your film release, that was like there was a lot of negative feedback from adults. But as the pandemic progressed, did it get better?
0: I think it did. I think even right now, like I released the TikTok a week ago and that blew up. And I I, sh- I I, think I've left that too late already. But look, I think at the start of the pandemic, people thought I was very exaggerated when I created it. They were saying, oh, this boy, he's just he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's um, he's just too young. He's too dumb. You know, he's exaggerated. They use that word exaggerated all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's only now when we're in our third or fourth lockdown. I think we're in the fourth lockdown now that people are kind of getting to grips with what I said, and they're kind of resonating with it almost.
1: Yeah, exactly. I feel like definitely in the early stages of the pandemic, we were all like, oh gosh, like, I guess there was two groups of teens. There were the teens who were thriving, doing the best they've ever been. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then there's the other group who are like, really nervous about everything and And finding
0: it hard and scared of the whole virus. Yes. You're right.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And not only that alongside of just like feeling completely lost, like how your film described it and it's intense, you know, especially now I feel like every teen, every person has gone through that stage of like, wow, what am I even doing here?
0: I know it's, and you know what? I'm not even fully Irish. Half of my, well, one of my parents are Spanish. So I'm half Spanish and uh, like most of my family is in Spain. I haven't been able to visit them in over two years now. So I do feel kind of isolated on here in Ireland.
1: Yeah, especially on like an island, right? That must be like crazy. Yeah,
0: it's a very small island. And I, I, I live in Cove, which is another island within Ireland. Oh, know? really? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> an island within an island. We love that.
0: Yeah. And you yeah. know what? People loved it. The other side of it was that people loved it so much because it was so Irish. I had all the cinematic clips from Ireland, um, you know, the the island cove and the train route. The train played a huge part in the film.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were like sitting on it, and then they had like protective gear everywhere. Yes, and it was mm-hmm. falling
0: over, and I was sitting in the wrong one. It's all different, like little pieces that go together, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's what really makes it special because you have to look deeper at it at everything because
0: yeah.
1: um from an exterior perspective you see your film and you're like okay well it's just a kid sitting in a train but no it's not just that you know like there's just so many layers within it
0: yeah and it it goes back to the storytelling side of it um you know he's been through COVID-19 so I think the tra- the whole idea of the train ride is that he's reflecting and he's just taking a train ride into the past
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah exactly And so, um, what exactly were your inspirations behind creating this film, especially with that, like, cinematography, that very specific train ride, and then the flashbacks and everything like that?
0: Yeah. Oh, the flashbacks. Yeah. Um, That was actually my favorite part of the movie, the flashbacks, because they were clips from my actual life, you know?
1: Oh, cool.
0: Um, Yeah. So, clips, I think some of the clips were even shot on my phone or something. Yeah. But I... But you know what? Um, I'd say the mi- I watched the film A Girl on the Train. I don't know if you've seen that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. And I I was thinking, hmm. like, I really loved the way it was on a train. That was the whole idea. And I was thinking, God, I could really do something on a train as well. So I, I put together the script, um, the COVID-19 story, and I just hopped on the train and started, you know, writing it.
1: Mm-hmm in movie directing and writing, there's usually that flow chart where you piece together mm-hmm, yeah. one by one. Um, so how exactly was that exact process?
0: I have to say, this film was very improvised. The voiceover was actually recorded afterwards, and it was only put together afterwards. I mean, I, I shot the scenes on the train, and it was only after I, was, I had to put together the actual dialogue. So Um, It was very improvised. It was very messy. I didn't plan it properly, if that makes sense. But again, that's the whole beauty of it, that it's very not structured and it's just, you know, an adventure. I took a risk by taking the train and just seeing what would happen.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's really impressive, honestly, (sighs) because even though you said it was improvised, it seemed like it was really well planned out.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I just wanted to take a risk. And I, I was asking people, is there any dangers of shooting on a train? The risks, um, the difficulties. I, I just went on the train and I started recording.
1: Did you record by yourself? Like there was no one yes, else there?
0: Yeah. So what? I just had my, my tripod. Yeah. Just being Oh my, my gosh. Tripod. Yeah.
1: Wow. Okay. Now that's like extra impressive. Dang. Okay. Yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> I, I wanted to make a movie all by myself. I wanted to mm-hmm. just have a piece of work that was made by me. Only by me and that I could tell people I I did this, you know?
1: Yeah. So this was that film, right? Everything was created by you. Everything. Wow. Okay. Like I have to give you a round of applause real quick. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. And is there any specific like directors or cinematographers that you look up to that's kind of the inspiration behind the way it was shot?
0: I have to say J.J. Abrams, he shot the Cloverfield films. I love those movies. He's one of my favorite directors. And I don't know if you know Steven Soderbergh. He created a lot of movies on uh, iPhones. And he had like, I think he has two netf- two movies on Netflix that were like feature films. And they were all shot on iPhones, uh, which is incredible. Yeah, yeah. Steven Soderbergh is his name. Not Spielberg, Soderbergh. And I- I'd say, yeah, I love, I have a mix of different directors, you know. And I Mm -hmm. like taking bits of their work, not taking it, but like just putting my own twist to it, you know, that's where I get my inspiration from.
1: Exactly. I feel like that's really what, makes it so great too because you're not only taking inspiration from them but you're also making it your own you know that yeah, unique putting twist. your own twist
0: to it yes yes, yes exactly
1: yeah. exactly and so your film covet era also received many awards right now i'm just going to list some notable ones including the spirit award for COVID era at the ifta qualifying indie Cork film festival
0: that was huge. Uh, if you don't know what the BAFTAs, I don't know if you guys know about that.
1: I don't know what it is. Okay,
0: yeah. so it's BAFTAs, then it's Oscars. And in Ireland, it's IFTAs, and then it, yeah. But I, oh. I don't think it'll get past the IFTAs, but we'll see.
1: Okay, I see. So it's, there. are there like different categories of award yeah. shows?
0: So you need to go to, like, the IFTA Academy is like the BAFTA Academy in the UK. It's basically an academy where they have an award show every year. And in that academy, you need to qualify in one of eight festivals, I think it is, in the whole of Ireland. And they, they're big festivals. And COVID era actually won in one of them. So I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, is this, like, is this real? So it automatically <laughs> qualified for the iftas. Um And I'm just, I have to wait and see now until when the event happens.
1: Oh, yeah. So uh, is it going to be released soon? What What day?
0: I don't know. I think it's in a few months' time, the Iftas Awards. You see, every year they do it. I think the last one was in October. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like the Oscars. It's a big deal over here for Film and Television Awards, you know? Yeah,
1: oh but my gosh.
0: So Basically, what happens is short films, they go to the festivals, if they're successful. And once they do the festival run, then they go up to the, like, the Academy and, you know, so forth. So, yeah. Oh, my God. I, I, it, uh, you know?
1: Yeah. Good luck. You got this. I'll be rooting for you.
0: Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, I'll for sure go and check it out once results are posted. Keep me updated. <laughs> I, will, I will. You were also the semifinalist for the Madrid International Film yes. Festival. Oh,
0: my God. That was huge. And we, I couldn't go to, get, to see it. And my family actually live in Madrid, which is crazy. So if I, I'm normally over there like three or four times a year. So I could have actually gone to the festival and seen it in this big screen. But you know what? Because of COVID-19, I can't. Oh,
1: gosh. This pandemic is ruining of everything. <laughs>
0: yeah, but because of the pandemic, I made the movie. So you have to Okay, that's it. true. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah.
1: yeah. Honestly, there's so many pros and cons. Um, even with my podcast, you know, I created it because I had this this time in quarantine. Yeah. You were also the national finalist for the 2021 Ireland's Young Filmmaker of the yeah, Year Awards. So that
0: that would be like the if the younger version of the IFDES, which is mm-hmm. crazy as well. Um it didn't win anything, unfortunately, but you know what? I it, it was still an honor to be up in that level, you know.
1: Of course. Yeah. This is like a huge deal. Like all of these qualifications, it's just so impressive. Like there's just so much credit that you gotta take. It's awesome.
0: Thank you. Yeah.
1: And so of course, with this, you also received a lot of outside opportunities, including, of course, like you mentioned earlier, your film became an Amazon prime original. So let's talk more about that.
0: Oh my god, yeah, I think that's where like everything centers around you know the fact that it's on Amazon. So I went onto Amazon. I, I did research online, and mm-hmm. I was thinking, how can I? get covid era on a platform other than youtube because youtube it's great but to, to have your film on a platform like amazon to say that my film is on amazon that's like <laughs> on a whole other level you know
1: yeah so
0: i well, how did I, go about it? I went on the amazon video direct page or something so basically amazon and netflix they have a team of like researchers and you need to submit your script your film all the technicalities of it Um, all the festivals that it's been to it's very complicated but I basically gave everything to them and Mm. they reviewed it and they actually selected it for their thing which is incredible because they only select a couple of hundred every year Uh, yeah
1: congratulations thank
0: you yeah Um. and you know what when I said when I gave them everything I was thinking okay that it won't get in it won't get in but it actually did I just couldn't believe it but even that that feeling of like knowing that your film is on Amazon, it just it, it's a whole new level to YouTube.
1: Yeah, de- of course, definitely YouTube. You know, everyone can post on there, yeah. but Amazon, it's like yeah.
0: this is Netflix. This is a thing Netflix now. is the <laughs> Netflix is the next goal, but like I need to make a feature yeah. for that. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay, I see. So do you and have think, plans for that yet?
0: I don't know. I actually have to put together something new because I haven't covered era. Yeah, I need to. Maybe I should do a sequel. What do you think? <gasps>
1: a sequel that would be interesting it's
0: been a year you know
1: yeah like a year into colon covid era
0: yeah (laughs) maybe he gets the vaccine or something i don't know
1: (gasps) oh oh yeah getting the vaccine but still trapped in their home
0: yeah oh my god that'd be true (laughs) yeah in in a dystopian future yeah
1: oh wow yeah (laughs) see we already planned a whole movie right here
0: yeah
1: Um, But, of course, you also had some other appearances, including being on The Ellen Show. I saw this on your Instagram, so can you explain more about this?
0: And if I'd known you before, you could have watched the episode. Um, (gasps) Really? Yeah, because it aired in America on March the 10th, and it's airing here in, I think it's the 18th, no, is it the 18th of May or something? It's mid-May over here. It takes longer to get to Oh, wow. Yeah so it's episode 96 maybe you have it on your cable tv or whatever you guys i
1: don't have cable (laughs)
0: Uh, i just see it in the movies it's like oh i have cable tv um yeah ellen show and uh you know what what got me most about the ellen show was how prepared and scripted everything is Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's it's just oh what you see on tv is not the reality let me say
1: (gasps) spill the tea yeah
0: no it's just like everything is structured you come into the virtual lobby whatever it's called and um you have to wear you can't wear blue because ellen wears blue and none of our guests can wear blue yeah what yeah that's an actual rule and i don't know if i'm supposed to say that but (laughs) it's done anyway it's done um yeah oh and i was also on the news over here which yeah that was a pretty big deal too
1: wow okay let's hear more about that did um someone come and interview you
0: yeah so i got on the news twice Uh, I got on the news it was in July or was it in August I think it was July Um, and that was to do with the reopening of schools but they also mentioned COVID era like very briefly but in March as part of the Ireland's Young Filmmaker of the Year they actually played COVID era on the news like a a 30 second clip of it and they overlaid like me and they interviewed me and it it was incredible
1: oh my gosh that's so cool
0: yeah I was actually in school. I was I was just out of school. I I was like getting the bus home, and this reporter she called me uh, by the phone, and she was like, "Hey, I'm doing a piece on Arden's young filmmaker dear, and your film is really to do with COVID and everything. So it, it would be the headline story." I was like, "What?" So she interviewed me. Uh, we did it like here over Zoom. Uh, she played the clip, and then she chatted about the film. Yeah, so
1: wow that is so wild so it just like happened really fast too the, right
0: yeah everything happened like like kind of overnight it feels overnight anyway but you know what that channel is like the number one channel in the whole of ireland like everybody watches that channel that news outlet it's like nbc or whatever you guys have What, mm-hmm. what what's like your main news channel over there there's what a
1: lot like yeah nbc abc cnn fox yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's probably like cnn yeah But, oh my god, yeah. I think that was one of the best moments. More than Amazon. I actually liked the idea of just having it on the news. So how did my friends and family react? Um, You know what? They didn't really know about it. They didn't know I was making it. It was only when it came out and when it was on the newspaper uh, that it actually, that they found out.
1: First of all, how did you even hide this project?
0: I told them one evening, I was like, I'm going out. Uh, I didn't, like... I left all my camera gear in the hallway so that I didn't have to go to the kitchen to get it. Uh, I already prepared for it. And I just left the house and I went on the train to the city. It's a long ride. And um, I took, I think I took about two hours or something. And I can't remember what excuse, I think I said I went to my friend's house or something. No, nothing else came about it. And then yeah. it was about three weeks later, they they like saw it in the newspaper. They're like, oh my God, what is this? You know, they couldn't believe it because they, they were really surprised Um, that I felt that way about COVID and about the, you know, the movie and everything.
1: Mm -hmm. How about your friends at school?
0: They didn't, you see, we were in the lockdown. So I hadn't seen them since February or was it March? It would have been March. So I hadn't seen them in two, three months. Mm -hmm. So that was really hard. I think that was the hardest part of lockdown for me, not seeing my friends, my mates. Um, But... Yeah, I mean, it was the school that was really surprised. They were saying, wow, like one of our students made this, got on the news, did this and that. So um, yeah, I've just received nothing but support from my school members.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome, that's so awesome. Are you like the new popular kid? Everyone's talking about you. <laughs>
0: I've I've never been popular, but you could say so. I don't know. People know my name, you know.
1: Yeah, that's awesome moving on alongside of being on ellen and being on the news you're also now casted in a new bbc feature film called the kingdom right
0: yes it's a feature and it's a series a one season series with six episodes
1: nice awesome so this is like a pretty big deal on bbc it's like a huge broadcasting network in europe right
0: it would be like It would be like the United Kingdom, like England. It would be their biggest um, channel, you could say. Mm -hmm. Um, But they also aired in Ireland, which is unusual because the English and the Irish don't get on, so. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: there's a big, like, yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I saw when I was trying to look up how to pronounce era, I saw this thing that was, like, is using that term offensive because apparently, like, Irish people don't like it when... British people say that
0: yeah because it's a thing that like England took our language and they took our Mm. customs and everything we do so yeah the show um that actually happened because of COVID-19 the director had seen our COVID era he had seen COVID era and he was so captivated by it that he cast me
1: oh wow that's awesome are you excited to work as an actor now
0: it's always been my dream always
1: what is your biggest goal to accomplish while filming The Kingdom?
0: To me, I don't know to meet the other A-listers because there's some huge actors in that cast, and I am one of the only actors who does not have an agent. That's the thing. I never thought I'd actually sign into something so big so quickly, but because of COVID and because of all these things that they they saw something in me, so they were like, "Look, we'll we'll do we'll make an exception. We know you don't have an agent, but you know."
1: Oh, my gosh, it's so cool. Yeah.
0: Congratulations again.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, I do. (laughs) No, but that is so awesome. BBC is um, obviously a big network, and it also has the show Merlin, which is one of my best friend's favorite show of all time.
0: Whoa. And they make it, right?
1: Yeah, BBC. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. And so it's just, like, really cool to, like, now have you on, too
0: yeah Um, and you know what we were supposed to we were booked to shoot it the whole of month the whole month of october of 2020 yeah 2020 october i was meant to be gone from school for the whole month while yeah shooting that um but because we had another lockdown we couldn't shoot it and now it's been pushed to next october like next fall i think
1: Mm, okay i see so is it fall of 2021 right
0: 2021
1: yeah Mm yeah yeah and so that's great. Do you know when it's going to come out?
0: It was slated for June, like the teens of June, like 17th of June-ish of 2021. But because it never shot in October, then you, you like it automatically gets pushed to the next year and the next season. So I reckon we'll be seeing it by June of
1: 2022. Cool. I'll definitely be one of the first yeah, people to yeah. check <laughs> it out. Yeah. But you're going to star alongside some a-listers, like you mentioned earlier, oh God, including yeah. Paul Ronan, who's the father of Sersha Ronan. Like,
0: Sersha Ronan, she's not that big of a deal. She's kind of just one of us, you know. Like, we're a small community. Everyone knows her, you know. That's I know cool. a lot of people who know her, yeah.
1: Can you, like, hook her up onto my podcast? <laughs> no, <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> <laughs> no, but that is really awesome. And I'm, like, really excited for you. I <laughs> mean, oh, just thank like. Yes.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so nervous about it because I have, mm-hmm. like, an 80-page script. I don't know where it is. I think it's up there somewhere. I have an eighty-page script. It's about this thick, I think, and it's all oh, I have to learn. All of it.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah. How long do you think it's going to take you?
0: To learn it? Oh, a couple. To of learn months. it? Yeah. Yeah, a couple of weeks, definitely. But mm-hmm. knowing me, I'll cram everything the night before. Like, <laughs> with exams and everything.
1: No, we can't do that.
0: <laughs> oh, but it's so it's so efficient. Like.
1: <laughs> I know. I do that too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your your podcast is called the Study Break
1: that's the thing it's a break from studying yeah so (laughs) (laughs) now let's talk more about your overall experience in film first of all I'd like to ask how old were you when you first started directing writing acting
0: properly like when I properly started doing it I was about 14 I think that's when I started created my youtube channel um but like the films were dumb they're just amateur movies i would have to say you know what 15 15 i'm 17 now so it's only within the past two years that i've like really gone into film um but i've always had an interest in cameras and movies all my life you know
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so how did this journey start you know what exactly prompted you to actually take that first step in creating a movie
0: I was always interested in camcorders and videoing stuff when I was younger when I was a little kid I have so many videos of me when I was like younger and going on vacation and um being with people I love like cameras I just always love cameras and I, I started putting together clips on my phone and my um my computer just dumb stuff and eventually like it turned into a hobby you know
1: yeah So would you consider um, everything you do now as a hobby or more like work?
0: I haven't earned enough, well, a lot of money from it. So for now, it is a hobby. But I like my dream would be to have not have to like worry about, you know, like that. I could actually make a living from it, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And so how exactly did you learn all of these skills in what you do, including coming up with ideas and writing the script, as well as filming.
0: It's all by trial and error, honestly. Um, You know, you have to go make crappy films. You need to make mistakes (laughs) to learn from it. Um, It's all about just making mistakes and learning how you can improve on that. And then the next year, make another film and you just keep making films, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And so was there ever a time where you kind of felt frustrated and you kind of want to give up?
0: I haven't experienced that yet, but I do expect it to come at some stage.
1: Mm-hmm. Hopefully it doesn't come.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it happens to everyone, so I don't know. But I haven't experienced it yet, so that's a promising thing. That's good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think burnout is one of the main reasons for that. And just yeah. like having... Yeah, kind of like being overwhelmed with everything
0: yeah totally
1: and so talking about like what you're looking forward to in the future there's a lot that's going to happen so let's start with some short-term goals
0: let's see I, I want to focus on my studies get a good grade in art and history because I do love history it's one of my favorite subjects um and I was also thinking of doing something in ju- like journalism and broadcasting just to fall back on if the film stuff doesn't work out um because if I have uh, like a degree in journalism, I'd be able to fall back on that and go into that more, you know, and I'd still be able to go in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's all about just, you know, focusing on what's realistic. So right now, my, my aim is to like finish school and do really well in it um, or reasonable enough. And um, yeah, I just have enough points that I could go to do more courses or whatever. But I would like to d- take a year and just travel the world. That's my dream. Yeah, when I finish school, I want to just, like, disappear for one year.
1: Yes, gap year. That's what it's all about.
0: Gap year, yeah.
1: (laughs) As of your long-term goals in film, do you have um, any that you can talk about?
0: I'd love to be on TV again. That would be cool. With The Kingdom, with the BBC series, it'll definitely happen, so
1: that's Ooh, true. it's just a matter
0: of when rather than if you know
1: mm-hmm. yeah for sure by next year though we're gonna see you yeah on well, our it's gonna home be screens. a long wait
0: though yeah
1: <laughs> yeah definitely the wait process must be really tough because like you're anticipating yeah. it
0: i mean i signed the contracts with them um, in august of 2020 and we were already booked to go and shoot and we were all prepped and hair and costume and makeup and measurements and everything was done and then this happened again another lockdown so
1: wow yeah so do you have to start the process all over again
0: kind of yeah I heard there well this is what I heard that they're rejigging the scripts so they're putting pulling stuff out pulling stuff in Um, it's all being mashed about but it is definitely changing so I'll have to learn a whole new script
1: mm. but
0: you know what that's I love a challenge and yeah
1: yeah for sure this experience obviously is going to be super new because you're going to be on this huge set with yeah. a ton of different people so what are you most looking forward to working in that environment?
0: Meeting the other actors and getting some insider tips, uh, stuff that they've learned along their careers. Um, Just, yeah, the whole human aspect to it, really.
1: In the future, would you rather be a crew member or a cast member?
0: Oh, a cast member, 100%. Because you know what? When you're an actor, everything is done for you. You just have to learn your lines <laughs> and your part, and show, convey the emotion. But like everything is done for you, everything is prepped. Your your makeup is done, which is pretty cool because they change you totally. And uh, yeah, everything is done for you. You're pampered.
1: Wow. Okay. Okay. Now we know.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Would you ever think about directing like a bigger and longer um, movie?
0: It's a big big challenge it's so difficult because it could either go two ways it could fail and flop or it could do really well um and it's a risk it, it is a big risk so I really need to give it a bit of thought and it costs a lot of money to create a film you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean I it took me so long just to create five minutes of footage imagine two hours
1: yeah definitely that's a good point to bring up yeah it's for sure going to be like a really long project to yeah. work on
0: yeah Mm
1: -hmm. yeah and so what advice would you give to other teens who are thinking about working in the film industry
0: just do it don't overthink it don't listen to what other people say uh, people nagging you at school all that kind of stuff just look past that and do what what's best for you Mm
1: -hmm. yeah definitely that was a great advice um because Oftentimes we overthink, and then I know for myself,
0: I used to overthink all the time, and then I when I, as soon as I stopped, I, it just changed everything.
1: Yeah, same for me. Like even with this podcast, like I yeah, was, yeah,
0: it's getting out of your comfort zone. You know
1: exactly, exactly. Just taking the step and going for it, like Zen Zen mode, <laughs> zen
0: <laughs> and then mode. go yeah. with the flow. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what we're calling it now, Zen mode. You've also become obviously a local phenomenon. And so what is something you'd like to say to people who are fans of your work?
0: Oh, uh, I don't know. A, a lot of people are always messaging me about a sequel, and th- that's what I get most asked about. And I don't know if like, it's a good idea to make a, a sequel, because I feel like I've done that role already. I don't know. I I, I don't want to make a role, another one, and like, ruin it, you know? See, I, I can't believe that I have fans. I mean, it's hard to believe, you know? TikTok as well. I mean, the TikTok I uploaded, I think it's at one point six million. I checked it a few hours ago. Yeah, my phone keeps exploding every time I <laughs> it. It's crazy. Good.
1: I mean, it's well deserved. Once again, like oh, this this fun. whole episode, I'm just praising you, but it's true. Like you're doing amazing stuff.
0: Thank you so much, Mavi. I really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, oh my god, I don't know. That's a tough question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, let's do it this way. What's something okay. you'd like to say to your family first? to my family, mm-hmm.
0: to thank them for the su- It's very generic, but to thank them for the support they've given me. God, I sound like I'm in some c- commercial. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like someone's like telling you to say all
0: this. Yeah, like a gun to my head. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, To even the people in my school because they've been nothing but supportive to me and they've encouraged me to just go out of my comfort zone and create the films that I want to create and tell the stories. So just to thank them for the, the support and the appreciation of taking the time to watch it, to like it, to share it, to get their opinions and their honest thoughts on it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And to those who um, you don't know personally, but are big fans of your work, what would you say they should look forward to in the future?
0: Definitely something new maybe not so COVID related, but something, uh, still to do with the new normal that we're living in, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. It's like, is there actually a new normal world? Will we ever go back to normal life?
0: Yeah. That's one of the questions I always ask myself, you know?
1: Same. Yeah. Personally, I feel like no, just because of all the experience, the trauma, the history of it. Yeah.
0: I know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like my t-shirt? It's, uh,
1: an American flag. Yeah. <laughs> did you wear it specifically for I this? I did. I did. <laughs> yeah. Earlier, you also mentioned that you really like a California accent. So I was just yes. wondering why, like, of all the accents in the world, it's like
0: the actor's dream accent. Like, we all try and perfect the British accent, um, but the the American Gold accent is the the CA one, as they call it.
1: Uh huh. Oh, yeah. okay. That makes sense, cause like Hollywood.
0: Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that makes sense now. I was just curious. Um cuz here, especially like my friends, they're all like trying to do a British accent, but like not the annoying way, you know, they're yeah, like, like a actually
0: generic English plain accent. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. Yeah. Anyways, moving on from that. <laughs> what does it feel like just being in so many forms of media on the news on your own movies as well as starring in the next bbc feature film
0: at the start it was overwhelming but now i've really been able to appreciate the support from people and the fans uh you know what because it happened overnight like i released it and the next i think it was i released it in the evening of a was it a friday and that saturday they had me on the radio and that was my very first interview i was so nervous I was shaking on the phone. It was crazy. But then as I did more interviews and I built it up, I was I built the confidence. And now I'm doing the podcast because uh, of that process of doing the interviews. I'm really supportive of how it feels right now. Like, it's, it's nice because it's like people are behind me, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. You have so many supporters now and so many fans, too.
0: Yeah, um, and I'm really grateful for that, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Definitely. And so um, now let's answer some fun questions that I have created. Um, I'm
0: excited. (laughs) Who's
1: your your dream cast member to work with?
0: Cameron Diaz.
1: Cameron Diaz? Yes. Oh my gosh, queen. I've seen
0: like all her movies. They're pretty good. They're pretty funny, you know.
1: What's your favorite one? Bad Teacher. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet.
0: You what haven't seen it? Oh my god! I <laughs> I'm sorry. It's self-explanatory. Yes. She's she's a very bad teacher, but mm-hmm. it's so funny. Oh my god!
1: <laughs> we need to we need to get this collab now. We have to see it happen.
0: We have to get her on the podcast. How could we yes. do that? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder who we'd have to contact to get her on.
1: I know, just like calling everyone from LA. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, do you know Cameron? Do you know her agent? Do you know this? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: What's what's her um PR's uh yeah. contact information? <laughs> um okay, what's the most embarrassing moment you had while filming your movies?
0: Oh my god, let me th- let me think about it. I had so many. Uh oh, definitely when people in the street get in the shot and they well, or they don't get in the shot, but they think they're in on camera and they get so angry over it, <laughs> that's the worst. Because they I'm there and angry. I'm like they do they don't like a lot of people here don't like being on camera it's kind of forbidden so people I've had people come up to me like are you recording me and all this and they get really defensive over it and they're like are you recording me are you filming me and I'm like no 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 you're not in the shot and they're like delete it delete it And it's so <laughs> embarrassing you know
1: yeah yeah no I I know what that is like what's the best memory you made while filming it can be like sentimental or just like a happy moment
0: Hmm, let me think. I met this lady once when I was filming COVID Era in the train station, and she was so lovely. And she asked me about um, why I chose that specific station, because it was it's a station where nobody goes to. And I told her, um, you know, it's, it's because no one goes there and there's more freedom and all that. But she was very captivated by how I just took all my camera and my stuff and just went and shot it, you know.
1: I feel like that also adds on to that whole... Um, isolation theme you want going right for your film yeah
0: yeah mm-hmm.
1: but that's really cool like having bystanders asking you about it and stuff I
0: know yeah it's cool it's a cool feeling
1: awesome and so now that you're kind of a local celebrity in co yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: has anyone ever asked you to take a picture with them or have you ever been recognized in public
0: yes I've had two pictures already and I get recognized daily, but I haven't had any autograph. have to sign any autograph yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Wait until the day where you, like, sign on someone's skin and then they tattoo it.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was, I, I didn't even know if they do that. Do they actually do that?
1: Yeah. There's, like, people, oh, my God. So they have, can keep
0: the signature. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. No, like, people legit, or, like, have you sign on a paper and then give it to a tattoo artist yeah, to, like, replicate they, it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll see. I was I've been on the ferry because I have to take a ferry a boat ride every day to get to school and there was this lady she was in her car uh-huh. and she was scrolling on her phone and some article popped up with me on it and and she was literally looking out the window and she was like I was like what <laughs> I thought I'd done something and then she rolled down her window and she was like is that you is that you I was like oh yeah yeah oh I, I, was my there. I didn't know how to feel about it you know. Cause it was the first encounters with like fame, uh, and she had she literally had me on her phone like out of coincidence. It was weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I've heard like a lot of people say that. Um, there was this interview. I think it was with the Sprouse twins. Cole Sprouse and Dylan Sprouse yeah um but they were talking about the time when they went to like get food or something and then the people behind were like oh I think that's that's the Sprouse twins and then they were looking them up on the phone (laughs) and
0: then
1: then it was just really really funny um but that's that's such a fun and cool experience are you looking forward to more like fan encounters
0: yeah I mean, it hasn't gotten annoying at all. I don't know. Like some people find it really annoying, but I don't. I, I think it's fun, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one's a pretty interesting one. I think it's going to be quite difficult to answer. Um, okay. But what is a movie based on either plot or title that represents your life?
0: Oh, that's tough. I've never heard right? something like In- that. How do you come up with these questions? Um, <laughs> I don't know. How about you? What, have you ever thought about this?
1: Oh, wow. We're switching it up. I'm Le- yeah, answering me now. Yeah, let reverse the question. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, as of right now, probably like, hmm, I'm trying to think of like a kind of funny, funny movie, but also kind of serious.
0: I've never thought about this, actually.
1: Yeah, this is a really interesting question. I don't know how I thought of it, but... It came up in my head. <laughs>
0: it makes you think, yeah. You know what? I'll have to get back to you. I'll have to watch a few more movies and figure it out.
1: Yeah. I think for me, as of right now, probably the movie Smart. Because I'm, like, studying oh, like crazy, yeah. but also, like, I kind of want to have fun just online, though.
0: <laughs> Same. Yeah. I, I find it so hard studying.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we actually let's talk a little bit more about um, school in Ireland, because you said you had to take the ferry every day.
0: I do. I took it today. I've been taking it for five years now. Um, it's just part of me right now, you know?
1: Oh, I see. So is there like no schools in where you live or do you, do you just it's prefer very, to?
0: It, well, it's very small. They only take 100 students every year. I didn't get in and uh, I don't really like the school anyway. I wanted to move out of the, the Island Cove and uh, like go to Cork, which is like the mainland, um, you know, the city and all that. So I wanted to move to the city like in, in the school. So I took, I just took that extra journey and I loved it. And I've met some incredible friends and mates there. So yeah.
1: Awesome. How long does it take you to travel?
0: Uh, About an hour. Yeah.
1: Oh, wow. So you have to wake up like extra early then.
0: Yeah, around seven.
1: You said you have to wake up at 7am?
0: Yes. So your school
1: starts at nine?
0: It does. Yeah. Well, you know what? I I like to have a shower, fix Uh my hair um relax a bit but like I do leave the house at eight bang on at eight mm, and I get to the okay. school I usually get to school at like 10 five minutes to, to nine literally so I rush through the door and, um...
1: but that's really interesting here school starts at seven
0: what the hell it starts yeah. at seven Oh my <laughs> yeah. god! I know wait so you have to get up at like five right
1: yeah well for me I live like right next to my school
0: Because when I was in the States, I was in the States for a while um, Mm -hmm. in New York, Long Island. And um, I remember the yellow school bus would come up every day, like at that time.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it
0: weird that I never, ever ride trains? And in COVID era, I'm like saying, uh, (laughs) oh, twice a day, I I sit on the train or whatever the line was. I can't remember. (laughs) Oh,
1: my gosh. That's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. But it would be kind of strange to set it on a ferry right i mean that would kind of be cool not gonna lie
0: it's very windy (laughs) i don't know if it would work
1: My hair would be
0: like (laughs) all the place and and even the camera and the tripod would just be flying everywhere
1: that's right and then the audio it's all like
0: oh i'd have to re-record audio if you nightmare (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was really handy yeah
1: Mm -hmm. yeah it was a really great location to film
0: oh thank you thank you
1: um but going back to some fun questions have you ever watched a bad movie that's just so bad it became good?
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, there's this movie. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called Disaster Movie. Literally, that's the title. Have you seen it?
1: No, I haven't. But that so sounds it's, great already. <laughs>
0: it's, it's, a, it's an American mock-up of uh, sort of the pop cultures of like the 2000s. Um, it's really funny. So they basically t- like, mock up everything and they like just make fun of everything. You know, a scary movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. It's kind of that concept. Yeah. Oh, Where they take like dumb horror movies and they like, you know.
1: Yeah. Recreate it into like a comedy yeah. sketch. And scary
0: movies. I th- actually think scary movie, like the whole franchise, that would really work in that question.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. No, I, I completely agree with you. I only watched a few minutes of the scary movie um, oh, yeah. franchise. They're all the
0: same, but they're <laughs> funny. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but that was great. I think for me, a bad movie is definitely, like, some weird action film that just didn't work out. Like, Sharknado mm, yeah. was weird.
0: Oh, Sharknado. <laughs> I've seen, like, the two of them, and they were weird. Like, when she gets sucked out of the airplane. And, and, <laughs> it's
1: yeah. Just, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Um but yeah, I think that is a good place to end this yeah. episode on. Hopefully we got the audience thinking about their own movies or their the the movies they've watched. And hopefully they go and check out yours. So where can they oh, find you so your movie and your social media accounts?
0: Okay, so they can look up my YouTube. It's called Michael Films. And on Instagram, it's It's Michael Keane. So ITS and then Michael Keane all together. Uh, Twitter, the same. Uh, And then if you look up on Amazon Prime, you can look up Michael Keane or you can look up COVID Era or you can look up both and it'll come up.
1: Awesome. Yeah. So definitely make sure to check it out. I'll link your um, COVID Era YouTube video in my description. Thank
0: you so much. No
1: problem. No problem. This Um, is so
0: fun. Honestly, I I loved it.
1: Yeah. Same. Like, Again, it's been such an honor to have you on and to get to talk to you more. For everyone listening, make sure to follow my Instagram at the study break podcast, as well as tuning into your favorite podcast app, following study break there and listen to a new episode every Tuesday. Thank you all so much for listening. Once again, thank you, Michael, for coming on. And I hope everyone has an amazing day. I'll talk to you soon in the next episode. Bye.
0: Bye guys.